Welcome back, friends, to another Bible Lab. This is our third Bible Lab in this series, What Do We Mean By? And today we are answering a question that is on the forefront of probably most folks' mind in our culture and our community today. We're answering the question, what do we mean by racism? Can we find any clues in the Bible that might answer this question or might give us guidance and direction in the days that we are living in right now as we speak? Let's take a moment and pray for the Lord to direct our time together. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for its truth and its relevance at all times in our life. And Lord, we are desiring to love each other well. We are desiring to love you well. And we pray that through our time together today, you might teach us how we can do that better. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So what do we mean by this word racism? And I thought it would be good for us to look at two definitions side by side. This is kind of a cultural definition. If you just go to Google and just type in the word racism, this is the definition that you'll find. It says um, prejudice or discrimination or antagonism directed against someone of a different race based on the belief that one's own race is superior. So that's a cultural definition of the word. In the Evangelical Dictionary of Theology, there's a definition as well, which I quoted from here on the other side, a kind of a theological definition of the word. It says that racism is a learned, I think that word is interesting, a learned belief in racial superiority which includes the belief that race determines intellectual, cultural, and moral capacities. The practice of racism includes both racial prejudice and discrimination against others based on their race or ethnicity. Two primary forms of racism, individual and institutional, are generally viewed as products of either psychological or social forces Racism in any form is a sin that embodies both moral and spiritual dimensions. So those are two definitions, one a little bit more simple, one a little bit more complex. What does the Bible have to say or inform for our understanding about racism and what we mean by that word? And we're going to look at a few passages today, but really we have to begin with the idea that there is no division within God. And the Godhead is perfectly united, three in one. And we have to remind ourselves that all things belong to God, that all people are created in the image of God, that all people are one, and that all people are one in Christ, who are in Christ. And then we have to remember also that reconciliation is important. Because we have been reconciled unto God, it should also be uh, part of our nature and part of who we are that we desire to be reconciled unto the brothers and sisters that are around us here on this earth. The Bible says, if possible, as much as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And that is in the book of Romans. So why does racism exist? I think, you know, this is a question that we really can't dive into this without unpacking a little bit. And Racism goes back to our sin nature, friends. It exists because we're a people who 
do not know how to love in the same way that we've been loved by Jesus. And it, it flows out of our sin nature, and really, it's a form of pride. When we talk about racism, really, we're talking about uh, a form of pride. And so as, as you listen today, if you're listening today, you may be thinking, well, I, I'm not racist. I, I don't have a racist bone in my body. How, how do I participate in racism? But friends, honestly, this is difficult to say, but I believe that that very attitude is part of the problem that plagues our country. And really, there are three primary ways that folks participate in racism. One of them is explicitly, and that is through intentional, premeditated, or sometimes even unintentional yet offensive behaviors against brothers and sisters of another race. This is where we explicitly do things, say things, plan things, or even unintentionally by our behaviors demonstrate that we have some offense or affront against a person of another race. We also participate in racism though implicitly. And that word implicit, that, that's more through our thoughts, expressions, our attitudes. Uh, perhaps we fail to speak up when we see something happening um, for whatever reasons in our heart. Maybe we're scared or afraid or maybe we somehow are justifying the behavior that we're witnessing that's causing us to not say something. Some people uh, like to use the word complicit uh, along with implicit. But then, friends, perhaps the one that we maybe are most guilty of in the church is dismissively. And, um, you know, when I say this, I, I say this gently, and I also say this to myself, hearing these words at one point in my own life coming out of my mouth that, oh, I don't have a racist bone in my body, or I don't have a problem with racism, or I have friends of many different races. And we say all of these things to justify or try to prove maybe how we're not. But, but isn't the reality is when we try to justify things, it's usually because we know in our heart that maybe we truly are. And so when we act as though we have no problem, we fail to empathize, we see our brothers and sisters out there Friends, they're hurting today. They're hurting in light of what's going on in, in this uh, situation with George Floyd and our country. People are hurting. And when we fail to empathize and we fail to sit and to listen and then fail to, to desire to reconcile and try to work together to amend wrongs with our brothers and sisters, perhaps we're participating simply by being dismissive. In our behavior. So what does the scripture show us about racism? And I think we have to start with God. In Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4, one of the, the primary words that the Israelites would say uh, in their homes, in the synagogues, in the temples, this phrase known as the Shema, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. There is no division in the Godhead. And we see this in the New Testament as well. Uh, if you have a chance, maybe, as you study along in your Bibles, you want to go to Matthew chapter 3, verses 16 
and 17. In Matthew chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, that is where Jesus is being baptized. And we see this beautiful unity between the Spirit descending like a dove, the Father speaking from heaven, this is my Son in whom I am well pleased. And so Old Testament, New Testament, there is no division within the Godhead. The second scripture that I think we need to consider and look at in regards to racism is that everything belongs to God. And so if division exists within races, then I'm not quite sure racial sinful decision, if, if it division, if that is to exist, uh, then it doesn't seem to equate with what we know about the unity uh, of God and the unity of that which he created. When he created man, uh, he looked at man and he said, it is good. And there were no qualifiers on that. Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27, let us make man in our image, after our likeness. And then he goes on in verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God created man. And so then you jump into the New Testament, and what you see in the New Testament is you see the teaching of the apostles as they're establishing the early church. And one of the truths that they share in chapter 17 is this reality that he, speaking of God, that he, God, made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth. From one man, he brought forth every nation. And then in Galatians chapter 3, friends, for those of us who are in Christ, the reality is there is neither Jew or Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female. We are all one one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. And so, friends, really, racism is not something that should exist within the sphere of Christianity. It is not part in any way of a biblical worldview it is a lack of an understanding of God's unity within himself. It is a failure to apply Jesus' example and standard of love to our brothers and our sisters. And honestly, when we dismiss it as if we don't have a problem with it, then we're acting as if we somehow know and apply Jesus' standard of love perfectly across all races and people groups. And friends, as I share with you today, I, I just don't know if that's something that I am able to say about myself. Uh, because one of the realities is how, how can we know how to apply the standards of Jesus' love to a people that we haven't taken time to get to know, to sit down, to talk with, to learn about, to hear the things um, that are loving in their culture, in their way of thinking, in their life. 
And so I think it's very important as believers that we're not dismissive about this, we're not complicit about it, and certainly that we're not explicitly partaking in this kind of behavior. Reconciliation, friends, is really, really important for us because we have been reconciled unto God. We should be looking to be reconciled unto others. Look at what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All of this is from God, whom through Christ reconciled us to himself. And then, look at this, gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. And so, brothers and sisters in Christ that are listening today, whatever your race might be, as we sit in our culture, as we sit in our country and we watch our brothers and sisters around us hurting, make a phone call to a friend. Sit down and have a conversation with a person of another race. Talk to them about the realities of how they feel. Listen to the pain that they've experienced. Share with them in their grief and their sorrow. And then walk with them towards reconciliation. How can we help? How can we support? How can we love? How can we come alongside of? And so as we finish up our time together today, what do we mean by racism? Kind of putting it in a concise statement that we can take away. Racism is a sin against God and his creation, stemming from a belief that fails to understand the nature of God's unity within himself and a behavior that fails to apply Jesus' command of love. This sin expresses itself explicitly, implicitly, or dismissively in attitudes or actions that indicate superiority over any person who does not share one's race. And so, friends, I believe we need to be praying for our country. I believe we need to be walking alongside of our brothers and sisters in love. I believe we need to be speaking truth in these days. And I believe we need to be seeking reconciliation and being peacemakers in the communities that God has placed us in. Thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next time, next week, in our next Bible Lab. Have a great afternoon.